Hey, everybody. I'm Andrea. And I'm Claudia. And we're the Judgy Crime Girls. Here with another murder. We're here to murder you. Again and again. Over and over. <laughs> it's what we do best. It's yes. Rare. We have dirty minds. Well, your case was a good one. Thanks. I'm still shooketh. I still can't believe nobody found her. You're not shooketh. You're tanneth. <laughs> That's what you are. That only because I wear white today. So that's why I look so tan. It's super sunny here. It'll be gone next week. Today was a beautiful day. Gorgeous and sunny. And it's all we need because we have been. Well, last week we had what? Five inches of snow. <laughs> yeah. Literally a week, like last week, a week ago. Claudia was in like 85 degree weather, came home to snow here. It was horrible. The whole way home. That was awful. We're just all sick. It's Indiana weather, you guys. Yeah. One week it's snow, the next it's I need my tank top and my flip flops. And it was what, 80 today? Mm hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Well, my case this week is. Still unsolved, which bugs me. I mean, for me, I know who did it, but, you know, we have to wait for police to have proof, I guess. So, but this one was a very recent one. It just happened in November of last year, 2020. Oh. And, uh, yeah. I have to we're gonna tell pause. you all about it. We're going to pause while Claudia adjusts it. You adjust. And you get comfy over there. Okay. It's good like this. Okay. All right. So this one is, uh, like I said, very recent. It just happened in November of 2020, which was a crazy year anyway. But... It is about Alexis Sharkey. On November 28, 2020, Houston city workers stumbled upon a naked body on the side of a service road. At first, I thought it was a mannequin because of the way the body was positioned. Upon a closer look, however, they realized they were looking at a dead woman. The police would later identify her as Instagram influencer Alexis Sharkey. Alexis's body was found just a couple miles away from the house she shared with her husband, Tom. The medical examiner confirmed the cause of death was strangulation, and the case officially became a homicide. So, who killed Alexis Sharkey, and why? Alexis was born in Pennsylvania and grew up in Pennsylvania with her parents and two sisters. They were a very close family, and Alexis is described as a pretty happy and well-adjusted kid. She was clearly beautiful, and I will post pictures of her, and she was drop-dead gorgeous, but she was also very smart. She played sports in high school and had a lot of friends. She was also in the National Honor Society. After graduation in 2012, 2012, I mean, Mm. this girl was a year to the date older than my oldest daughter. Oh, my goodness. So she was 26 years old. Yeah. Um, 
and my daughter graduated in 2013. So, um, but after graduation in 2012, she went to the University of Pittsburgh and studied biology, psychology, and nutrition. She graduated at the top of her class and even thought about going to medical school. But she loved to travel. Who doesn't? And she decided to take a gap year. Don't do that. Um, you know, to just travel. She moved to Odessa, Texas and started working at a place called Twin Peaks. It's like a sports bar, kind of like Hooters, skimpy little outfits, you know. But she made a lot of friends right away. And uh, back in 2017, she was engaged, um, but she broke it off and friends helped her through that time. Co-workers noticed she got along very well with one of their regulars at the bar named Tom Sharkey. Tom worked as some type of consultant in the oil business. He's tall, built like a bodybuilder, you know, over six feet, 220 pounds. Um, and he loved to travel too, and they just hit it off. He was married before and had two kids, or he has two kids. And uh, Tom is also 23 years older than Alexis. But that didn't bother her. And their fairy tale romance began. Gag. <laughs> so um, she also got into selling Monade, and I think it's pronounced Monade. It's a direct sales company, hair care. Um, you know, it's pretty much all about hair. And uh, she she did very well selling the products. Her hair was gorgeous. She had long hair and it was just beautiful. And before Monet, um, she already had a really solid um, like Instagram account. Um, she didn't like to be called an Instagram influencer, she liked to be called, she wanted to be called a businesswoman. That's what she liked. But she had over 20,000 followers. And she gradually, gradually rammed up her Instagram and really started attracting an even more active following. Her winning formula was the fact that she used her selling skills and knowledge in biology to promote Monet. And uh, in fact, she was doing so well with Monet that she was able to quit her job at Twin Peaks only a month after she started selling shampoos. It's not just shampoos, but, you okay. know, Monet. Yeah. So the nosy one I am, um, and, and she worked her way up to executive director really quickly. I mean, um, and according to Monet's website, the average earning in the U.S., for an executive director is around $34,000 a month. What? A month. Because then, you know, I'm like, oh, how much does this make? You know me? And I'm like, oh, crazy. For, for that company or just in for that For that company, because I did see a picture where she held up a check from the company and it was a $10,000 check. And they typically have like bonuses and stuff that you get. And I'm assuming it was a bonus check. But yeah, that was, it was like $34,000 a girl. month. Yeah. And um, 
direct sales companies always have like trips you can earn. And she, she earned trips and she was living just a fabulous life. And she pretty much chronicled her entire life on social media. She was ex- extremely active on social media and posted something every few hours in her story. By summer 2019, her and Tom got engaged and decided to move to Colorado. Things were going really well, but in December and in December they decided to get married. Um, they had a small courthouse ceremony in Colorado, and then in early 2020 they decided to move back to Texas to Houston. But before they moved, they decided to take a three-week trip through Colorado, New Mexico, Utah, Arizona, and she vlogged the entire road trip, and it and they looked very happy, and it looked gorgeous. I'm like, that's the road trip I want to take. So Houston was a new city for her, and she wanted to make new friends, so she joined this app called Bumble BFF, and I never heard of it. I heard of Bumble. Mm-hmm. but not Bumble BFF. And it's an app to find friends. It's strictly platonic. And, you know, you just find friends. Mm-hmm. And this is where she met her new friend, Tanya. Tanya was a divorced mom and also looking for new friends. Mm-hmm. And Tanya invited Alexis over to her house to meet some of Tanya's friends. They all hit it off really well. They even had a group chat, and they talked every day in this group chat, you know, the group of friends. Alexis was typically the first one to respond or the first one to write in the group chat, and she always had her phone on her, like we kind of talked about um, Shanann, you know, she... uh, always had her phone on, you know, and it was very unusual, you know, when you don't get a text back because the phone is always on. You're very yeah. active on your phone. Right. And uh, her friends kind of thought that was strange, uh, or what was strange was that um, Alexis didn't talk about Tom that much when they were together, which I don't necessarily find strange if all of us get together you know, we don't talk about our husbands, it wouldn't strike me as strange per se. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on how often she's really with them. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much of your life are you spending with them and not them, I guess. Right. True. Maybe if she was with them a lot and never talked about him, that would be weird and they would mention it. Yeah. Yeah, they thought that was strange, and I was just kind of like, uh, it doesn't really, you know, whatever. Well, Halloween came, and, you know, she posted a couple things on Instagram, and she was on TikTok and um, posted a video of her and Tom dressed like Vikings, and that brings us to November 2020. She earlier in the month, uh, she went to Marfa, Texas with a friend just for a few days. And, um, and then she went to Tulum, Mexico. And I was just there, not quite in Tulum, but like in that area. And uh, she went with friends and Tom was not part of that trip. She loved Tulum so much that she said she was going to move there. Like now, 
I don't know how serious she was, but I say that about every place I visit. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to move here. It's so pretty. Must have been the cats. I'm sure. She saw them, loved with them, wanted to stay. Well, her pictures look beautiful. Um, So by the time she got back, it was time to make plans for Thanksgiving. She talked to her mom the week before um, that she was not coming home for Thanksgiving. And they made plans for her to go home for Christmas. The family kind of thought it was kind of strange that she didn't visit as much as, you know, she used to. Um, But it was 2020. COVID, quarantine, you know, travel restrictions. So I don't think that was really all that weird that she didn't go home that much. But they made plans for her to come home for Christmas. And now it's Thanksgiving Day. And that day is a little bit confusing to me. Alexis briefly texted her mom in the morning. They wished each other happy Thanksgiving, and uh, nothing really seemed out of the ordinary. However, instead of spending the holiday with her husband, Tom, Alexis actually went over to her friend Tanya's house to celebrate with her girlfriends. She stayed there until around midnight when a friend picked her up to go to a bar where they stayed until about three o'clock in the morning. Um, and the bars in Texas close at three, at least when I used to live there. And I don't think it has changed. Alexis then texted Tanya that she would come back to her place to grab her things, but Tanya was already asleep and didn't respond. So either way, Alexis went back to her friend's house to get her car and allegedly went home. Now it's November 27th, my favorite day, Black Friday, and I call it my holiday. She requests it off at work January 1st. Yep. Yeah. For 20 years. It's my day off. It's my holiday. Don't even think about touching it. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, for the direct sales world, it's like a very busy day. You know, like everyone else, you have sales going on and you post about it. But Alexis didn't post on social media at all. She and she wouldn't have missed posting about her company's Black Friday deals. Originally, Alexis wanted to get together with Tanya on Friday, Black Friday, but Tanya's mom was still in town and they made plans for Saturday, like a cozy movie night with all the girlfriends. You know, come on over Saturday and we'll just stay in. The weather was kind of crummy in Texas in 2020. Remember, they were without power for days. Remember that? Yeah. And that was just crazy. So they were like, let's just have a nice movie night, you know. And uh, we're not sure what her and Tom did that Friday, but Tom did say they um, had an argument and he suggested that Alexis had been drinking. That night, uh, Tom texted this guy named John, who is Alexis's friend's boyfriend, asking if they had heard from Alexis and uh this guy, his name is John. He thought that was weird to text this, so he called him right away. He's like, this is not something you talk over text. And uh, Tom tells them Alexis is missing. They talked for over half an hour, and something didn't seem right to John. Later on, Tom ends up changing his story. In fact, he changes his story several mm. times throughout the investigation. 
At some point, he told police that Alexis stormed out of the house barefoot. Um, then she was wearing sweats and running shoes. And one version, he said he left her, she left her phone behind. And in another, he said she took it with her and he used the Find My Friend app to track her and that he followed her around. He literally said he followed her in a black car until he lost cell phone service. What? Convenient. I mean, don't you just hate it when that happens every time you track someone? You have no signal? So disappointing. And um, supposedly he pulled into a gas station and stayed there for two hours trying to figure out what to do next. I mean, how about calling the cops, Tom? Right. So what this comes down to really is that nobody knows really what happens. So now it's Saturday. Um, her friends started texting in the group chat to just confirm they're still on for their movie night and everyone was active except Alexis. And that got her friends a little worried. And then they saw that she hadn't been posting anything on social media and um, they were alarmed, but they were hoping she would just show up for the movie night. And it wasn't until Alexis didn't show up for their movie date that they realized something was really wrong. It wasn't like her to skip out on her plans. They ended up calling Alexis's mother, who already knew her daughter was missing, as she had been on the phone with Tom. Her friends eventually filed a missing persons report and started posting on social media, hoping to find Alexis. So her friends reported her missing, not her husband. Oh, weird. Isn't that kind of strange? Well, it sounds like she spent more time with them anyway. True. Like she cherished them more. Kind Um, of maybe trying to get away. Yeah. Didn't seem like she was very happy if she didn't. Right. Even want to really spend Thanksgiving with him. Well, he he did say, I read something where he said um, they had dinner Thanksgiving morning, which I thought was weird. Who cooks a dinner in the morning unless they have breakfast, maybe? Uh, yeah. And that's a meal? I, I guess he, he said Thanksgiving meal, not Thanksgiving dinner. Thanksgiving meal. And breakfast, I mean, maybe it's, I don't know, but I just thought that was odd. Why would you have it in the morning and then take off to go to your friend's house without your husband? So, and sadly, at the same time, as her friends and family were looking for Alexis, her naked body had already been found dead by Houston city workers. It dumped um, kind of like in a ditch of a service road just a few miles from her home. When Tom was brought in to identify the body, her family still had hope Alexis was alive because her phone was still on. Mm. Unfortunately, Tom confirmed the body belonged to his wife, Alexis. There was no sign of struggle on her body, and there was no apparent cause of death. I mean, she looked like very clean. There were no bruises, no struggle, no scratch marks, nothing. Just her naked body. Poison? I I don't know. Weird. Okay. Um, at this time, it wasn't clear how she died, and it wouldn't be until January of 2021, so two months later, that the medical examiner would conclude she died by strangulation. Oh. 
So, but I, if you strangle me, I figured you would leave marks unless there was, I don't even know. But it took them two months to determine that. Wow. Shortly after news of her death started circling around, details of her relationship with Tom came to light. One of Alexis's friends came forward saying that things weren't going well at all in that marriage. Alexis had allegedly told her that her marriage was failing and she was afraid for her life. According to that friend, Alexis seemed petrified. It soon became clear that Alexis was planning to divorce Tom and that the couple had even split their bank accounts shortly before she went missing. The divorce papers were allegedly drawn up and ready to be signed as well. But that's not all. On her trip to Tulum, Mexico, you know, back in November, Alexis met this guy named Sebastian. He was a Houston-based DJ, and the two really hit it off. Her friends gave different statements as to whether Alexis and Sebastian hooked up or not during that trip, but they all agreed that there was definitely something going on between them. In fact, it was Sebastian who picked Alexis up after the Thanksgiving dinner at Tanya's house and Mm -hmm. took her to the bar until 3 a.m. The question is, were they already dating or just hanging out? No one knows. After the coroner's office confirmed Alexis um, had been strangled, investigators began looking more into Tom, as they always do, you know, the spouse, And his past, trying to find clues as to whether he did it or not. In the only interview he gave Tom, gave to the press, he said that Alexis wasn't who everyone else thought she was. To others, she was happy and carefree, but with him, she was stressed and worried, and he often had to comfort and bring her back up. He also said he told her not to drive intoxicated when talking about the night he last saw her. He denied that they had gotten into a fight that night. Here is what I think is weird. In the phone interview, he said, and I quote, It's horrible. People are talking tons of crap. I'm getting death threats and stuff. None of that bothers me. What bothers me is that that world and everybody in, in it focuses on all of the stuff that doesn't matter. And this is a direct quote, so uh, it's not a typo. Mm-hmm. Focuses on all the stuff that doesn't matter should have been focused on finding my wife. Everybody was still looking for her, and I located her Sunday morning in the coroner's office. They couldn't ID my wife. They didn't know who she was. She was just there. Why are you at the coroner's office on Sunday morning? Did they call him in? They didn't even know who she was because she had nothing on her. She was completely naked. So they found her Saturday, you know, um, and he went to the coroner's office on Sunday. Randomly. They didn't call him and say, hey, we have a Jane Doe. Can you? You said. Wow. Everyone was still looking for her, and I located her Sunday morning in the coroner's office. I located her. Ew. They couldn't ID my wife. They didn't know who she was. She was just there. It's almost like he was perusing body bags. I mean, come on. 
gross. Yeah, but you know, if my husband is missing for a day, I'm not gonna just go to the coroner's office and be like, can I check these dead people out? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I would. No, no. So, um, and then, you know, and that is kind of like where it all ends. He did kind of take off to some ranch kind of out of town because he was getting death threats. And um, he, okay, so very early, uh, Tom and Alexis's family, you know, said that they would send her back home to be buried and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom was listed as next of kin. Well, he was at the ranch. He didn't have a signal, you know, uh, was very spotty. So the family was trying to get a hold of him, texting him, you know. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't reply. He wouldn't answer. And uh, so she was there for a couple weeks. He didn't come back to claim her, to pick her up, to make, you know, um, funeral arrangements or anything. So finally, the coroner changed the next of kin to her family, and they were able to claim her body. Isn't that weird? So right now, um, I read that electronic forensics will play a major role in the investigation as police were actively looking into the devices of everyone who communicated with Alexis in the last days, you know, and tried to put together a timeline of what really happened. So, um, yeah, so I thought um, that was just kind of strange that he wouldn't claim her body yeah because he found it mm-hmm. identify you know id her but then he wouldn't claim her yeah and take care of it um i read something else and there were some screenshots and it said before she was even identified or found he was posting on social media about her in past tense already Mm. you were the light of my life or whatever he said. I don't even really remember. Which makes you want to gag anyway when you read it. Yeah. So, but he did post a lot like, I, you know, you gave me purpose after, uh, you know, after she was found. And I'm like, but you didn't have cell signal. <laughs> To answer your in-laws or anything. No. But that's just kind of weird. So, you know, and unsurprisingly, the strongest theory is that Tom killed Alexis. And I'm going to just say theory here, you know. Um, Her friends came forward saying that Alexis would often confide in them uh, about Tom and his abusive, controlling, and manipulative nature. And um, he'd sometimes strangle her for fun. And many speculate that this may have been the case when she died, especially if it was a sexual thing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, she, A friend said that Alexis told her that he would sometimes choke her until she passes out and she would wake up in the bathroom, on the bathroom floor, every single time. But it's hearsay. You don't really know if that's true. So, um, and they think maybe he, he went too far. 
So, and of course, Tom has denied these accusations and including the part about their divorce. And that's pretty much where the investigation is right now. Why is that a thing? Like choke me I don't until know. I pass I out. It's that. So, I mean, everybody has their thing, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, well, there, you know, some people say her best friend Tanya did it because she was acting suspicious. Um, they say Tanya and Tom worked in the oil business. Um, you know, then there's the theory Tom, their marriage was pretty much ending or, you know, he found out about the DJ she met in Mexico and, you know, that pushed him over the edge. I don't, we don't know. But as soon as there is an update, guys, we will give you one. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, And I can pause this if need be. I'll cut that out. But do you have a token? Because I forgot to put a token in my murder. The only thing I can think of is her hair. Because that's all I, when I, when I hear her name, I just see her beautiful hair. And she had like an awesome shark tattoo. A shark tattoo? On her arm and jellyfish. But the shark was like about this long right mm -hmm. here. So what's your token? I'm so bad about those damn tokens. I keep uh, forgetting about it. I'm going to make Sharon Keen. Her token is going to be the pistol. The pistol. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, how about hers is the $10,000 bonus check <laughs> <laughs> that she received? I mean, shampoo is the only thing that comes to mind. That's all I can think of is her hair. Like a hairbrush. Yeah, maybe a hairbrush. You have to share some pictures. Yeah, yeah as soon mm -hmm. as I got home, I do have some on my phone. Okay. So she was very pretty. I'm blown away. I didn't know a lot about her, so. I didn't either. Um, and I don't, I, you know, I just came across it. You read something, go to a next, click on the next link and next link. And then, and I'm like, oh, that's really recent. And it just kind of reminded me a little bit about Chris Watts mm -hmm. and Shanann, the direct sales, oil business, Colorado, mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah. so it was kind of similar. Well, <clears throat> thank you for sharing. You did great. Thank you. It was a good, re good story. And, um, everybody enjoy your week and stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Give us five stars on Apple Podcast. Please. If you have a second. <laughs> um, follow us on Facebook. Yeah. Check out our pictures. Yeah. Have a good day, guys. Bye. Thanks, bye.